When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Three past five. Craig Starsevich about to join us. Hey, before we're done today, uh, Dylan Dethia, who's a really interesting um, sports writer, focuses in on golf a lot has written a story about Bryson DeChambeau's 2020 diet when DeChambeau was trying to get massive and the whole sports he science thing. He, was, he did get massive, but was deliberately trying to get sort of bigger than any golfer's ever been and apply a real sort of sports science thing to uh, golf. Well, it kind of worked. Well, it did. No question about one that. One major. One, yeah. one major. But his body he? started breaking down, right. uh, which was no good. He's published what DeChambeau was eating on a daily basis. I'm going to uh, put that to you a bit later on okay. and get your reaction to the whole thing. But the W Awards were on last night. Uh, the Brisbane Lions, of course, are into the AFLW Grand Final this Sunday um, up against the Melbourne Footy Club. It's going to be a fantastic game. Clearly the two best sides in the competition. Uh, they had another great night last night. Four players in the All-Australian team. Ellie Anderson wins the W Award for the best player in the competition and quite rightly, their coach, Craig Starsevich, is crowned the coach of the year. They don't need to wait for the grand final result to appoint the coach of the year. And he's been good enough to join us on the show. The AFL Coaches Association Coach of the Year, that is. Craig, congratulations. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Andy. What is it? Do these things, I mean, you seem to be a bloke who sees the big picture, but every now and again, these things that come along, does, it, does a gong like this mean something to you? Oh, absolutely it does. Um, it's the other 17 coaches in the comp um, respecting what you're doing with your program. So um, that's that's definitely um, very humbling and, and something that I definitely treasure. What do you think the be- – is it possible for you to tell us what you think the best thing about your program is? Uh, I don't know. Probably <laughs> – well, I do know. The players. Yes. Um, yeah, it's that's an e- that's an easy one, really. Um, their their work ethic and their attitude and their commitment to professionalism is is second to none. So you know they're an absolute joy to coach when you've you've got a group like that that are um, you know so driven themselves to to find better ways of doing things. And you know that's a, that's a strong characteristic of our group. So that coach player relationship's really really important, obviously in any team sport, but you know very much so in the AFL AFLW. How important do you think it is for your players, Craig, to know that you don't see this as a stepping stone? This is not you trying to, you know, impress others of your coaching credentials. You know, not using the women's game to step into the men's game. How important is it that they, do you think, that they know that? Um, I'm not too sure, Andy, because I can't speak to the other 17 head coaches, but I'm not sure any of us are, to be honest. Yep, okay. Um, I, I, I actually, well, from my point of view, I love what we're doing, and um, that, that fulfills my life at the moment, that we've got plenty of challenges, and, you know, it's great to see people grow and improve, and it, it wouldn't really bother me 
who I was coaching and what sport I was coaching, but I just happened to be coaching female AFL players at the moment, and I absolutely love it. So I don't know what the other 17 coaches are thinking in terms of their own careers and aspirations, but um, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm not too sure whether the players care too much. Okay. Mm. Yep. They, they, they actually want you there in the moment invested in them, and... Um, you know, that's that's what we try to do. Otherwise, um, you know, things don't work out too well. And, Craig, the results suggest you're doing it magnificently well. So congratulations and good luck on the weekend. Our other awards we had, and uh, I assume this is what is regarded as the most prestigious when we had the uh, AFLW Awards last night. And Ali Anderson Incredible. won the, uh, the, the, the major gong. I listened to some comments across radio stations throughout the course of the day, and there was this uh, a sense that maybe it was a bit of a surprise that she won that award. How did you see it? So it was surprised us. Yeah. Um, it was it wasn't something we were expecting. Emily Bates had a a super year um, at the at the front end of this year in in, in the um, the early season, um, but we thought our our group was pretty even um, in this season seven. And um, didn't really expect anyone to sort of have their head above anyone else. But um, Ali's been super consistent since she started in the competition, actually. So, um, you know, she's been one of those players that just sort of doesn't have too many fluctuations between her, her, her best and her worst. And um, this year, it's probably, you know, settled more at the top than the bottom. But, um, yeah, it was something we weren't expecting, that's mm. for sure. And uh, it couldn't, couldn't have gone to a more humble and hardworking uh, personally. No, and she's handled herself magnificently today on the radio and uh, we had her on, uh, I think, one of the morning shows yeah, here she and she yep. she uh, did it magnificently well. A lot being made of the venue situation for the grand final. Now, I assume that based it's going to be in your home place and with a new venue that you, you're going to say uh, all the right things and it sounds like it's a, a, a great outcome from a difficult situation, but is it something that is there any risks associated with this being a, a, a field that no one's played on yet? Oh, I don't think so. We, we trained on it on Monday and we'll have uh, our main session tomorrow night and it's in pretty good nick. Like, it's 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 good. It, you, you can tell it's not been laid too long, but it is, it's quick and it's bouncy and it's playable and it's flat and safe. So it's, it's brand new. I, I wouldn't be too concerned about it at all. Um, I think it's, you know, it's all, it's all right. People get a bit anxious when it's something new and, and, you know, never been done before or never been played on. That's always going to fill people with a little bit of anxiety. But, um, yeah, I'm reasonably confident to say that um, most of our anxiety should be, you know, rested by the weekend. Mm. To me, it's just been a, a bit of an unfortunate set of circumstances with a late revealing it's of the fixture ideal. and it's it's clearly it's it's not ideal but uh is there a sense of or what is your sense is there a sense of anger with this whole situation do you feel like they, they more could have been done in the planning to not have this situation where you you're perhaps not playing at the 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 most ideal facility uh not really i mean it's it, it's we're playing now in cricket season, and cricket and footy have always shared venues, so we've we've always known that since mm. day dot, really. Um, yeah, so that, that's that's something that's just you know the the circumstance that we're in. But one of the great things about AFLW is that the highest seeded team gets to um, host host the final in their state, which 
you know, whatever the argument is around the boys' competition, um, the fact that it's always at the MCG makes it really, really difficult for non-Victorian clubs. But in our competition, it's um, whoever finishes highest gets the chance to host, and that's seemed to be, um, you know, a great reward for um, for finishing as, as high as you do in the home and away season. So um, that's the circumstance at the moment, um, and you know that's we've we've played in three previous grand finals. Two of them were one was in Melbourne, one was in Adelaide, the <laughs> other one was uh, at Metropolitan yeah. where we couldn't get on the Gabba, and that was that was at the back end of cricket season in year one. So. Um, yeah, that's that's just the way things are. I, I think um, I think AFLW is unique, and we should hold on to that. Theoretically, talking to Craig Starsevich, excuse me. Theoretically, what's the better system, Craig? Having you know the designated home of a grand final, or having home ground advantage to the team that is the highest ranked qualifier? Um, I don't have the answer to that, other than the fact that I'm a big NFL fan, and. Uh, the Americans need to bid four or five years in advance to host. Mm. So based on your city's capability of delivering, I, I really like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's, it's something that, you know, you know almost like the Olympic Games, how far out, the, you know, where you're going to play the Super Bowl or where you're going to attend the Olympics. It's, um, I, I actually like that, but that's not my call. You play, your team plays a, you know, high-intensity, physical athletic game of footy your, your brand is you know is respected throughout the competition how, how have your players coped with the two seasons in the one calendar year yeah not too bad they, they had a good three month gap in between so um you know a month and a half two months of that was downtime and then they got cracking again so um yeah they've been pretty good i think i think it's more the mental toll i think the longer the year goes but if you if you're winning games you can get through the mental battle you know, comfortably enough, I think it's you know nice to show up to work um, every Monday. Coming off a good weekend, no doubt about that. Might might have been a little bit more of a drag if if the season wasn't going the way you wanted yes. it to go. But, yes. um, but but our crew have been upbeat and positive, and you know can't see any signs of fatigue or anything like that. So all things considered, by the time we get to this round on the weekend, we would have played 26 games this year. So that's that's a pretty big load for. Um, for an AFL women's program. Do you prefer the timing of twenty of season two thousand and twenty two B? I like it. Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah, I do. I reckon yeah. it's much better. Yeah, yeah. What 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 do you like about it? I like the fact that you don't well, I don't know what it's like up in your neck of the woods, but down here the the climatic conditions are a whole lot better for footy and certainly for training. I mean it's just it's easier to I mean, mm. the Carlton girls used to train at you know at night, which made the hot days a bit easier to bear, mm. but Gee, mate, you get out to I, you get out to mm. Casey in some of those hot summer days when you have got the big northerlies blowing, and mm. it's not really conducive. You're asking, I mean, you're asking your players to play footy in those conditions, and it was particularly difficult. And the overlap of the season, I think it's great when you've got the the potential to combine the men and the women as well. Mm. Mm, the only the only thing we ran into then uh, with that Casey was uh, grand final. Uh, or finals yeah. at the men's club. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that was the only time we had to juggle a bit. And mm. um, and I think we've learned a few little lessons there. We, we actually played on men's grand final day. Um, and we thought that would be a positive, but people were sort of walking past Punt Road with a bit of a casual look inside the ground to see what was going on right. after the MCG. So we didn't we didn't sort of pull the interest like um, uh, we thought we might. But um, anyway, they're, they're little things that we tried. And I think the comp will 
find a better way going forward. Do you like the idea? We spoke to, I think it was Jess Duffin we spoke to late last week, and she was categoric yes on this. But I think, and I think Darren Crocker might have said the same thing when we spoke to him last week. But are you, are you a, a yes on double headers with, with, the, yeah, AFL, with the AFL comp? Uh, not necessarily with the AFL comp, but I think there's some opportunity there to, you know, maybe put two games like Marvel, um, two two good ones on there. I, I, I think the more we can um, rationalise good venues and, and, and get as many games on good venues as we can, all the opportunities there, yeah. uh, which is a bit weird to say after all the talk about what we're going through at the moment. But... Um, I think the more that we take advantage of that, the better, because I think the footy's much, much better in, on the stadiums. Um, and it's uh, you know, better to watch on TV and better as a spectacle if you're there watching. So, yeah, yeah it's a double-headers from that point of view with two women's games. I'm, I'm not sure we need to double-header with the men's game because someone's going to be seen as the curtain raiser. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it's, it, there's always that. Mm. Yep. Now, uh, when it comes to this game, it's a it's a big one for you guys. Uh, Melbourne, here in Melbourne, of course, they've got uh, a lot of support. And there's a bit of emotion around the Melbourne oh, it's team. It's a big and, day for Daisy. Which, uh, yeah, 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 a few individuals there. What's yeah. what's going to be the key? What's the focus of you guys uh, and how you're going to deal with Melbourne? Our head-to-head record with Melbourne is not great. So over the six years, I think they lead us 5-2. Right. Um, so we, we only got our second win against them earlier this year. So um, they're highly, highly respected opponent from our point of view. We, we're well aware of what they bring to the table. And, you know, we'll need to be completely on Sunday to make sure we bring as much uh, ferocity to the contest as we can because that we're playing against a high, high-quality opposition who um, were good enough to get to a grand final earlier this year and have probably... Um, you know, smarting from that and learn a few lessons from that. So we need to be on guard and, and ready for them. And and you know, as the as the seasons go by, try and correct the record a little bit <laughs> back in our favour. Did you have a what sort of response if you when you were watching Daisy Pierce finish the game last weekend? Did you have? Oh, fitting, wasn't it? Yeah. Like you know, she's um, she's been a star of our comp. Um, you know, her and Aaron Phillips and. And those that have been the um, trailblazers of the competition and, and uh, are looked up to and are role models for a lot of kids coming through pathway programs now. She's had a huge influence on um, the first seven years of the comp. And, you know, clearly Daisy, the competitor, would really like to finish on a high. Um, well, that's assuming she's finishing. Uh, um, yeah, I think we all are. Yeah, yes. Well, she might. She, she's obviously got the coaching there ready to go. But, that's true. I hope, uh, you know, I hope she's maybe got another year or two left in her playing as well. Can't wait, mate. Uh, it's going to be an amazing way to christen Springfield and um, it's going to be a great game of footy. You've been the two best teams in the competition, you know, clearly this season and, you know, probably for a little while with one or two others thrown into that conversation. We can't wait to see how it plays out on the weekend. Good luck. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Looking forward to it. Craig Starsevich, Coach of the Year, Coaches Association Coach of the year last night at the W Awards, coach of the Brisbane Lions, uh, who are into the grand final against Melbourne at Springfield on Sunday afternoon.